This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've been a big fan of Eurovision mm. since before Eurovision really kind of hit the mainstream in the way that it has. Yeah, I'm that recently. Guy. I'm sorry. Well, no, but you've known about it longer than the general population. Uh, and I've got good news for you. Oh, okay. What's good well, news? Well, I think it's good news. I don't know. I've got news for you. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey. And uh, I've got good news for you about Eurovision. It seems as though America is getting a hold of Eurovision and making their own, our own uh, TV show based on Eurovision. But before we get to that, Bradley. As the resident Eurovision expert. Oh, don't call me an expert, but I know. I said resident expert. So meaning in the room. So here's the thing. Um, I am excited to hear what this uh, ripoff situation words ripoff situation is going to be. But um, for those of our listeners who don't know Eurovision uh, from Adam, you know, it would probably be helpful to talk about it. And basically it's just this. It's a really cool thing, right? So it's the song. Basically, it's a national song contest mm-hmm. throughout Europe. So it's like Europe. the Music Olympics. It's like the musical. It's like pop music. I would say pop music Olympics mm-hmm. for Europe and some other countries thrown in for good measure because of politics. But um, essentially, each country nominates um, from a series of um, entries a performer, a group of performers to perform a song and it's a contest. So much like our reality shows, you, you know, you'll have the semifinals, the finals, and then, you know, the um, one particular group in their song will be crowned like winners of Eurovision. And so it's a, it's a mark of national pride for several countries throughout Europe um, and, and a couple of thrown in for good measure. So it's it's kind of like this pop culture Olympics, really. And it has turned out pop culture, pop sensations that we know of, um, like ABBA. Well, yes. And um, so groups like ABBA, Celine Dion, uh, the list goes on and on. If you go back and sort of go through the entries from previous years, you'll see lots of European performers um, who sort of went on to do amazing things like ABBA. I think ABBA was 1970. I need to look now. 1974 or five. They won the Eurovision contest in 74. Yeah. Okay. Um, Celine Dion, like I said. So it's not just some like, you know, I don't know, completely. um, It's a big thing. Yeah. That's the at the end of the day. It's a very big thing, especially for Europeans. Again, it's a point of national pride for them. Very often it was maybe at its height. Well, it's now seeing this resurgence where you're now seeing people from all over the world pay attention to Eurovision. And you reference that I uh, sort of paid attention to it. I just used to love the kitschy, campy quality of the Eurovision entries from year to year. And 
oddly, there's this like weird gay overlap where the gays, especially gay men in the United States, seem to be obsessed with Eurovision. It sort of has a cult following here, such that I have several um, acquaintances that I have been watching on social media, one of them being our good friend Danny Salter, former Mr. Manuary. Yeah, in fact, he's actually in Israel who's hosting Eurovision this year right now as we speak. Yeah, and he usually goes to the finals every year, and there you you just go see a bunch of performances. You see the actual um, you know, finals performances, and every country has like their entries beforehand, so you could like go online right now and look at all the entries, and a lot of them are like, you know, it's not the best music, but again, it has that campy, poppy quality, so it's just fun. And um, more and more, the United States has been paying attention to it, and a lot of us in the United States have been like, like, can we do this? Yeah, how do can we, we get be in part on that? of this? Because again, you know, like Israel is a part of Eurovision. Um, there's some other countries that maybe you wouldn't necessarily um, think of as part of Europe that are part of this contest. Like maybe the United States could get in on the action because it would be fun to root for your team um, in the much way like that all do, these European countries. Yeah, do. much like you do for the Olympics. Yeah. Well, I've got news for you. Uh, it seems as though we're going to get sort of our own version of televised Eurovision uh, in the form of a reality show. And this is um, this does not has not found a home yet on a network in the United States. However, a production company that is helmed by uh, a gentleman from uh, Sweden, the Swedish production company Brain Academy, uh, who's under the European Broadcast Union, have put together an idea called the American Song Contest. American Song Contest. And this would be a TV show that kind of, you know, borrows from the hype of some of our favorite reality shows or shows that have been successful. Shows like uh, American Idol, certainly, which is now no longer the what it used to be. The Voice. Yeah. The Masked Singer, which has been really popular. So in the American Song Contest, it would pit one act from each state of the union against each other until at the final, you would have one state that would be the victor. Yeah. No, I love this because again, I think the magic of Eurovision and the the reason that people love it so much is it has that team component. And so again, you get, you know, the ability to sort of root for your team. right? Right. And again, it's pop culture, so it's not sports. I mean, we do this with sports all the time, of course, but for those of us who maybe aren't keen sports followers, this would give you a point of, you know, pride for your hometown or home state, whatever it is. And the only thing I would wonder is like, geez, 50 seems like a lot. Right. And then how do would, we do territories? How do they do that? Um, so then I think like, well, maybe you could do regions. But at the same time, I do love the sort of idea that somebody from Minnesota, you know, um, some group from Minnesota could bust through and, you know take over that championship. I I think this is a great idea. The only thing that I would question about this particular scenario is that it sounds like this is solely for the purpose of TV, which that's what it's sounding like, at least at this point, TV has different demands, obviously, Mm -hmm. right? Like Eurovision isn't just for TV. Of course they air it on television, right? The problem has been for those of us who love Eurovision is that they don't always air it um, in the United States. In fact, I don't know how many times logo aired it, but they did not air it this year. And, you know, there are all these like geographic, you know, the, the dumb world that we live in where, you know, like I, you can't watch this if you're not in this place. Mm-hmm. Like where? What? This is America 2019. I can watch what I want anyway. So it's hard to sort of consume this in the way that 
would allow us to have the most fun. So yes, it would be good to have it on TV just so long as it was, there was still, cause I think the magic of something like this would be, there's an organic quality to mm-hmm. it. And it really does feel like there's an actual competition happening. It's not just like I show up and watch some cockamamie, you know, group that some producer thought I needed to see. I like the idea of the voting where you yeah. get to vote on, you know, so like as Minnesota, for a period of time, we would nominate different groups. Right. And then we would decide as a state who we want to represent us at America Vision or whatever yeah, you're going to call America, it. Yeah, the American Song Contest. What I would love, too, is if eventually there was some talk of whoever won the American con- Song Contest being sent to Eurovision, if we yeah. could get in on that. The Euro- Europeans probably don't, they don't want, want any us. part of us, they FYI. Don't want us. Well, um, but they do, there is a part of us there right now, Madonna. Oh, yeah, Madonna actually is um, performing at Eurovision in Israel this weekend, um, which, you know, a bunch of people are like, what, Madonna? I mean, I think her career is such, and Eurovision is such, that this is like kind of a perfect combo platter. Like they just met kind of in the in the same space well because eurovision is becoming more and more popular madonna is not necessarily less popular but she's maybe a different kind of popular she's entering a different chapter of her career mm-hmm. um and it seems kind of you know smart for her I, I don't know i feel like Cher would be really good at eurovision but um yes but there was some dust up around madonna performing at eurovision and to be clear madonna isn't competing no, at no, Eurovision. She's just, she's just performing, performing there. Madamax. Yeah. But what was, there was like some dust there up was around a, Well, it. there was a dust up, but um, the question that some people had was whether or not she was actually going to perform. But then people were asking her not to perform for political reasons and Madonna doesn't do that. She's no. like, I don't, I do what I want when I want to do it. It's Madonna. So she's, she's Madonna. not going to listen to people who want her to not perform for a specific reason. She Although she has in the past it. for other reasons. So look, let's, the beauty of something like this is to not think about it too hard right. and make it out to be that much more than what it is, which is a bunch of people. And we talk like I've never been to Eurovision. I mean, I'm like sitting on the sidelines watching YouTube videos, but there are people, people like our friend Danny Salter and and many, many others who are like traveling around the world to do this um, because, you know, it's it's just something fun that you can feel like you're a part of. And I think that if we could have something like that, that would, that would not be a bad thing. Yeah, it would be awesome. In fact, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's something interesting about having something, an alternative to sports that you can get super amped up about and follow and be a part of and cheer for um, in the same way that people who are really excited about sports do. Also, the reason I think if you look back at the original reason for Eurovision, it was really there was this sort of like pan-European desire to bring everybody together post, because this really took off post-World War II, um, I think in the 1950s. And so there was this attempt to sort of give Europeans a reason to kind of hang out with each other. And so I don't know if you've been paying attention lately. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, but there are many reasons that your average American can look at their fellow American and kind of be a jerk. So I feel like anything that we could do to sort of get everybody hanging out and rooting for something yeah. wouldn't be a bad thing not to be too mamby pamby. Yeah, it, but. but music brings us together. Uh, well, music makes the music. people come together right yeah. now, right now. 
When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is going to bring us a dirt alert. All the dirt straight from Hollywood on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese has brought all the dirt from Hollywood. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, you guys. I want to continue uh, sharing a development in a story that I brought to you yesterday oh about Kelly Ripa um, ripping uh-huh. on The Bachelor on her show and then getting some clap back from Bachelor creator Mike Fleiss mm-hmm. and then Bachelor host Chris Harrison. Uh-oh. So Mike Fleiss uh, essentially said to Kelly Ripa that the Bachelor franchise pays her salary. Mm-hmm. That the Bachelor franchise is so successful that it's the profits from that show that pay Kelly Kelly Ripa's large salary on Live with Kelly and Ryan. Um, so now Ellen Pompeo getting in on it. And Ellen Pompeo, somebody oh. who has fought to get her money, honey, on yeah. ABC. Because you'll remember, I mean, Patrick Dempsey outweighed her yes. and made more money. Well, he all definitely outweighed her. He was heavier than yeah. her physically. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not nice to body shame people. Also in the, also I in mean, the that's just a fact. That's just a fact. Just heavier Especially than when you put all his money in his wallet. And then really. <laughs> then really did. And then Ellen Pompeo, even though the show was called Grey's Anatomy. And After she is her Meredith character. Grey, right, thank you. She was making less money. And then she um, went for it and has been really clear that she is getting her paycheck now. Mm-hmm. And good for her. Good for her. So she's weighing in. And she said, okay, at Fleissmeister, that's some handle, bro, talking about Mike Fleiss's Twitter handle, which is Fleissmeister. Your show does not, in all caps, pay Kelly Ripa's salary. Also, we don't attack successful women on our network, and men certainly cannot take credit for their success. And then she added, don't get me started on your show because I'm a savage, dot, 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 hashtag bachelor so white. Wow. Whoa. Go ahead. There oh, she Ellen did. Pompeo. Yeah, F-T-W. She, she weighed in. And um Did he clap back to her clap back? Nothing. We're all clapping back. <laughs> There's so much clapping back. Who's clapping front? <laughs> no. I don't um, think, you don't want to clap front because then you gotta see a doctor. Yeah, you okay. don't want the clap. <laughs> exactly. That's a whole different kind of situation. <laughs> so that's what's happening. And I get it, you know, and we said this yesterday. I think we were all kind of in agreement that Kelly Ripa, while it's fair to say what she thinks about the about the show, it was the using the word disgusting mm-hmm. and gross that yeah. kind of like pushed it over the edge. It just seemed a little um, unnecessarily. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
negative. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt that way too. But then to Mike Fleiss, I mean, that was a low blow to go back and say, yeah. we pay your salary. Essentially, yeah. you're worthless. Yeah. The only reason why you're around he is because He could have made we're... his point better. He could have just been classy and said, point, you're entitled say. to your opinion. 23 million in Bachelor Nation disagree. That's yeah. it. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Like, they've got great numbers. He yeah. doesn't need to prove himself to anybody. Right. Well, he's a man, so he kind of does. Yeah, I know. The, the plight of the white man. I mean, it's rough, man. what a struggle, especially if you're straight. I no, can't I mean, even not. imagine Don't how hard it's been for you. Get me started. <laughs> I'm trying to make decisions for everybody. <laughs> Such a challenge. Where do I get in on that? I know. Mm. Having to succeed, <laughs> succeeding when every privilege is handed your way. Okay. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, this is another story that we talked about on the 820 Dirt Alert that I brought to you just by looking at Sarah Jessica Parker's Instagram in the morning. And as I predicted, it is making headlines all over the place. Uh-huh. It is that she defended her marriage to Matthew Broderick in this heated Instagram post. Um, essentially, what she did was she posted a screenshot of an email that her publicist received from the National Enquirer that outlined a story that the National Enquirer was about to run. The National Enquirer essentially says that we have sources who said they saw Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker getting into a heated argument at dinner, which then spilled outside over how much time he's been spending working in London. This is just a few days ahead of their wedding anniversary. And so Sarah Jessica Parker took to Instagram and said, just like clockwork, over a decade of the same disgrace and went on to say um, that the National Enquirer sends out these types of emails to her publicist asking for comment on a story that is not true and that they've already written. And so there's just nothing more that she can do about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And she called it um, tabloid harassment mm-hmm. and just said that this happens right before their anniversary every single year. Unbelievable. Well, and she, I bet she has a collection of those. I wish yeah. she would just do what every other celebrity is doing, which is use the tabloids that are willing to take whatever, you know, narrative think, you'd like to get out there to push her own story. Well, I think this was fair, though. I mean, I think she just wanted she just wanted to peel back the curtain a little bit. And she said that she debated sending this out because, you know, it is, as Lori would say, never complain, never explain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she was necessarily she didn't come off as in a complaining way. She came off as like, Hey guys, just so your eyes wide open on what the game Mm -hmm. is that they play. And then suggesting, how about you use my wedding anniversary as an opportunity to publish a story about how, wow, this couple has lasted almost three decades and it's amazing. Instead of like making up some fake story Mm -hmm. that's unnecessary. Like there's already a story there. Also, I would totally buy a story about them yelling at each other right before their giant anniversary because, I don't know, have you been in a relationship? Well, see, that's the thing. I'm thinking, like, as I'm listening to what you're telling me, I'm I'm thinking, who hasn't had a dinner that has turned into an argument that yes. has spilled outside of the restaurant yeah. and then probably the went time. home? Do yeah. arguments happen at a good time? No, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. no. I mean, and, but she said that didn't happen. Yeah, that no, that specific situation is, didn't happen. Yep, which that in and of itself is like, okay, I, I'm here for that. But, but even if it did happen, I think the discerning reader 
would be able to go, oh, so they got into an argument. Yeah, weird. It don't mean nothing. Yeah, just talk about like last night at Applebee's. Right. I mean, it honestly. It don't mean yeah. nothing. Jamie Foxx and Katie Holmes are a really great couple, and that is according to Jamie Foxx's daughter, Corinne, who is mm. 25. She was asked about their uh, appearance together at the Met Gala, and she said it was my dad's first Met Gala, and she was joking that she felt cool because she had attended the event before her father actually oh did. Oh my gosh. Um, and they finally made their official debut at the event, and Corinne said they're really good they're really great they have of course reportedly been together for six years although they've never officially confirmed their romance but they did pose for photos together see that feels like real to me there you go you know i know i like good it for them i like the whole thing uh thank you elizabeth reese for that lovely dirt Thanks. and uh, we need somebody to play our 30 second pop culture challenge 651-641-1071 we're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions if you get them all right, you'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. If you get them all right, you'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi, bitches. And this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30. Second pop culture challenge. Who's on the phone today, Colleen? We've got Laura on the line. And what is Laura playing for? Your mom. No, actually, Holly, she's playing for this. That's Colleen. But I'm Holly, and I'm going to tell you that. I was talking to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) She's playing for a ticket to a dog's journey. It's in theaters tomorrow. She can check it out. Laura at participating AMC theaters. If she wins. All right, timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. The Cannes Film Festival takes place in what country? France. Ozzy Osbourne was the lead singer for what band? Uh, Black Sabbath. Who voices Woody in Toy Story? Woody? Um, oh, Tim Allen. Nope. Oh, damn it. It's, or darn it. Sorry. It's uh, oh, Tom Hanks. Lourdes Leon is the daughter of which celebrity? Lourdes. Say it again. Lourdes Leon is the daughter of which celebrity? Lourdes. I have no idea. Pass. Lauren Michaels is the producer of what late night show? I'm so sorry. You did not get all of those correct. Womp But you did a very good job trying. Uh, let's get to the answers of the questions she did not get correct. Lourdes Leon is the daughter of? Madonna. 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 Lauren Michaels is the producer for what late night show? Sorry, I'm just reading the words. Saturday Night Live. (laughs) SNL. Thank you very much. And now that we've finished all of that business, we can move on to solve mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items that Holly has brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Let's kick off... The celebrity gossip mysteries with a confirmed blind Ooh, item. Ooh, I love that some means, confirmed blind item. Yes, that means we know who this blind item is about. So Colleen and Bradley tried this. Now, just for context, this blind item is from the Met Gala. Oh, okay. All right. So this happened last week at the Met Gala. Okay. As she was heading into an after party, mm. this foreign-born A-list actress kept being asked about the nuptials of her in-laws. She was mad 
She kept trying to change the subject to what she was wearing or the project she's working on. She really hated when a reporter suggested the more inexpensive wedding option. What's the way to go? <laughs> okay. That's got to be our favorite, right? Is this a Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra? Chopra? Uh-huh. Yeah. Let me fill in the blank for you. Oh, okay. 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 The in-laws, meaning her brother-in-law. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking about her parent-in-laws, and I was like, they've been married for a long time. Why were people asking about their marriage? Go on. Priyanka Chopra kept being asked about the marriage of Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, and Priyanka Chopra was mad. Priyanka kept trying to change the subject to what she was wearing or the projects that she's working on, and Priyanka Chopra really hated when a reporter suggested that the most the more inexpensive wedding option was the way to go meaning joe jonas sophie turner got married in vegas that was the smart thing to do well you know you'd think the way she's been talking to everybody who will listen about jofie's wedding and how spontaneous and so fun it was and it was so jofie and that she enjoyed talking about their wedding because it gets her some attention. <laughs> yeah, but you know she has no time for anybody else's lives. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh. Moving on. Let's do it. Moving on. Here's your next blind item. Colleen and Bradley try to solve this celebrity gossip mystery. Okay, I'll try. It looks as if this celebrity offspring who might have her parents go to jail might also get the nightclub she visited shut down. Our offspring was sharing where she was and what she was doing at this nightclub in Hollywood. Only one problem. The club is 21 plus and our offspring is not. Investigators want to know if she used a fake ID or the bouncers just let her in violating the terms of their liquor license. Wow. That's got to be that Lara Flynn kid. Mm-hmm. Her name is uh, Rebecca. Maisie. No. Madison, no. Dakota, no, Bonnie, Lou, Jaden, no, closer, Hayden, closer, Sally, Jenica. Joe. I no. know it's a two name thing. Yep, Shlomil, uh, Shlomil. Oh my gosh! Oh, Jerry Lynn, J Lo, <laughs> Jello. Hang on a second. Jello Laughlin. It's coming. Oh man, what the heck is her name? Start. Well, the second Jenny Sue. No, <laughs> the second name starts with a J. She goes by Joe. two. Marissa Jones. No. <laughs> it's her dumb name. Oh, Olivia Jade. Thank you. I Googled it. Sorry. <laughs> That's the way. By the okay. way, I will tell you that Olivia Jade was photographed outside of the Hollywood nightclub Bootsy Bellows. Oh. And those, uh, Bootsy Bellows. Was yeah. she photographed inside the nightclub Bootsy Bellows? I can't confirm that, but maybe she was okay. sharing some of the partying with her friends on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I did not check. But let me fill in the blank for you. So it looks as if this uh, Olivia Jade, you know, her parents might be going to jail. Uh, She might also get the nightclub Bootsy Bellow shut down. Olivia Jade was sharing where she was and what she was doing at the nightclub. Only one problem. The club is 21 plus and Olivia Jade is not. And investigators want to know if Olivia Jade used a fake ID or the bouncers at Bootsy Bellows just let her in violating the terms of their liquor license. Oh my gosh. Now there were pictures in the Daily Mail and a couple of other places of Olivia Jade outside of this nightclub and it was like, okay, she's 19. And I feel like we talked about it a little bit just in the sense that while her parents are kind of going through the legal drama of the college admission scandal, Mm -hmm. she's out partying her little face off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
her age. Yeah, which I mean, yeah, is totally age appropriate. Also, can we just say like I feel like kids should just be able to get into bars and stuff when you know before twenty one. I just feel like it's time. Okay. Say it louder for the people in the back. I'm just, I just like, it seems silly that you have to be 21. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In this day and age. I don't know. Call me not old fashioned. I agree with you now. And I agreed with you when I was 18. Yes. Yes. And yes. Give the kids a Mm -hmm. wristband or do something. But just let them in. Yeah. Just, you know, let them in. Let them in. Go open the door. I mean, I would say let them drink, but I know that's going to open up a can of worms. So let's just move on. So don't say it, okay? I won't. Don't say that you think 18-year-olds should be able to drink, Bradley. Well, they can do it in a lot of other parts of the world. This is true. And, and, you know. we got a confirmed blind item here. Another confirmed blind item. We know who this celebrity gossip mystery is about. Let's see if you can solve it, Colleen and Bradley. This A-plus list mostly movie actor wanted nothing to do with the event thrown every week by the former A-plus list rapper. The studio made him do it, though. For press for his new movie. Oh, the heck is that? Okay, well, this has to do with Kanye's Sunday services. Oh, but and the actor, the A plus list mostly movie actor, the only A plus list mostly movie actor that I can imagine. I don't even know that I would call him A plus list. Is uh, that I know has been to a Sunday service was Orlando Bloom. Uh. No, not Orlando Bloom. Now. I don't think there's photographic evidence of this person attending a Kanye West Sunday service, uh-huh. but this guy definitely has a movie to promote this summer. The Rock. No. Okay. <laughs> Good guess, though. I just tried. Um, okay, so an A-plus list. Yes. Got- oh, With a movie Brad to promote Pitt. this summer. Yes. Okay, that explains why he's showing up at stuff all over the place. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Lena Dunham's birthday party. Brad Pitt's movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is coming out this summer. I'm washing it all up. Now they're (laughs) getting rid of it all. Whatever whatever you say when you're done. Washed up. Hanging it up. Hanging it all up (laughs) in the wash. Because at the point that I had to show up to Lena Dunham's birthday yeah, party, no, I'd be like, I'm yeah. Brad bleeping Pitt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I am not going to Lena Dunham's dumb toilet flushing. Par- Whoa. <laughs> Much less her birthday party. <laughs> Let me fill in the blank for you real quick. So Brad Pitt wanted nothing to do with Kanye West's Sunday service. However, the movie studio made him do it, though, for press for his new movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is out in theaters this July. Now, there was this headline from March 31st that Kanye West wanted to reunite Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston at his church service. Oh, my gosh. No. Kanye no. believes he can bring yeah. anyone in. Oh, that's totally believable. Mm-hmm. I know it is. It's just so. That's the world. Stop. You might as well just embrace it. This is where we're headed. Kids. No, I don't. He's going to have like a network, like a 700 club network. I'm telling you, that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. And it's going to run the country. He's going to be president and they're going to have a network and it's going to be like a church and a religion and it's going to be in charge of everything and we're all screwed. Okay, and for those of you who think that what Bradley just said was completely asinine. I'll be here. Yeah. Colleen and I'll be here. Just waiting for you to say, Mm -hmm. you told us so. Mm -hmm. When we come back. (laughs) 
the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, uh, we got a Jonas bonus for you. More from the marriage of Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. More things they want us to know yeah. that aren't particularly true. We'll tell you after this on My Talk 1071. Hi! It's the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And, uh, you know, if there's one thing that we love, it's exposing fake relationships. Ch-ch-ch-chonus bonus. <laughs> no. That's Bradley's theme song yeah, for what we've now deemed the Chonus bonus, which is a time that we've set aside to talk about our favorite fake couple. Yeah, they should be paying us royalties, by the way, for the amount of times we've mentioned them on the... Uh... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Internet slash radio. I think that's where we are. Anyway, that Priyanka Chopra, Nick Jonas, that's a Chonus. Their relationship completely for the purposes of uh, publicity. And uh, today I have to tell you, Pull it together, Lindstrom. I'm working on it. I want to tell you, we have achieved peak Jonas. Uh-oh. Peak. Peak Jonas. And by peak Jonas. I don't want to have to peek at Jonas. You want to peek at my Jonas? Look at this. Uh, no, what I wanted to tell you about was, now you may have heard that Priyanka Chopra and Mindy Kaling were working together on a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did hear about that. I think Holly and I had touched on that at one point. Mm, I bet you touched Mi- on it. Very briefly, Mm. when you were gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, get ready to touch up on this. We now know what that movie project is about. And oh my God, it could not be more peak Jonas. What is the thing we say about Jonas? Jonas. That they're just there to make money off of themselves. Exactly. Well, what if I told you that the project they're working on is a movie about her dumb wedding? No. Yes. So um, I shouldn't say dumb wedding. Her very nice, very extravagant, very large wedding. I feel like dumb is okay. So (laughs) um, Priyanka Chopra, with Mindy Kaling's help, and I love Mindy Kaling. No, I'm actually mad at Mindy Kaling right now. Yes. So it's okay. Can I just take one step back for a moment? Yeah. Because I do think that we knew that it was about a wedding. Which I was for. I thought, yes, this will be an interesting, like, I can't really hate on this because I think it's important. No, listen, hear me out. I think it's important for us to see how other cultures celebrate things like weddings, et cetera, et cetera. You can go watch a movie uh, already without having to have Priyanka Chopra involved. If Mindy Kaling is involved, I'm probably interested. But if it's going to really be about Priyanka Chopra's Here's- wedding, that's not... No, here's I don't. Yeah, no need to bend over backwards on this one, kids, because they'll bend you right over from the beginning. Quote, the movie I'm producing is with Mindy Kaling. She's writing it. Chopra explained of her recently announced project. Quote, it's a romantic comedy that goes back to a big wedding in India. Okay, again, fascinating. I mean, uh, sure, go for it. But then she says, goes back to a big wedding in India. 
And it came from my wedding. The thought of it came from my wedding. Oh my gosh. I'm such a fan of Mindy's that I just called her and was like, let's combine our mites. I'm pretty sure Mindy, no. Okay, and again, she probably, sisters if it, doing it for themselves, good for them. However, do you really want to see a movie about her wedding? I, I do, if it ends with the reveal that it's all been a sham. Oh, I thought you were going to say that like something horrible. <laughs> oh, no. Just like if at the end of the story, it's like, oh, and, no. and it was all just to pull the wool over your eyes, America. How do we do this? Well, we just talked about it and created it. We're still writing it, but we'll shoot it next year at some point. Also, she's writing it, but Mindy Kaling's writing it, but she's but they're writing it. I don't know what that means. Okay, this you know this person. This person is in your life somewhere. This is the person who takes credit for everything, even if none of the credit goes to that well, person. And also, the thing that I love about Priyanka Chopra, God bless her, is that she doesn't say anything. So what have I told she you? She went to the Fair Abraham School. Yes. Of- so again, let me just reiterate uh-huh. for you. Okay. It's a romantic comedy that goes back to a big wedding in India, and it came from my wedding. The thought of it came from my wedding. I'm such a fan of Mindy's that I just called her and I was like, let's combine our mites. Um, We just talked about it and created it. We're still writing it, but we'll shoot it next year at some point. Now, she did make the point. I want to have I want to be able to have an all South Asian cast in a Hollywood movie. Like, that's a great thing to do. Yes. Right. Like to show something on the level of like crazy rich Asians where you're showing, you know, Mm -hmm. um, milk toasty, you know, Midwestern audiences in America what it's like to live in uh, Southeast Asia or in this case, South Asia. Go for it. Like, you know, but. That that is like the thing. But then all this really is, is an opportunity for her to do a big movie Mm -hmm. about her wedding. Quick question for you guys. Mm. Do we dare take action on whether or not this thing ever actually gets made? Because I would say the likelihood that this actually gets finished and produced is pretty slim. Yeah, I mean, I'm not taking this to the bank, but you never know. This reminds me. Of when Amy Schumer and Jennifer Lawrence Mm -hmm. kept on talking about working on a screenplay together. Mm -hmm. That was probably at least three years ago. Yeah, I'm here to tell you that actors work on screenplays all the time. They really do. They don't have the money to actually, unless you're George Clooney. I mean, actually, Priyanka could probably find financing Mm -hmm. if you listen to all the rumors. But um, yeah. It's going to take more than just the two of them being like, we should do a movie. Yeah, because celebrities, they do. They write movies all the time, but they don't necessarily get them made. And it's also one of those things where I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm listening. Where I think you think just because you're in movies, you know how to write them. You don't necessarily know how to write a movie just because you act in them. And so but they do it. And then nothing comes of it. This is what they call in the biz, possibly writing a screenplay on spec, meaning they're working on something, but nobody is paying them to do it. They'll work on it and try to sell it. Mm -hmm. So this is all very neither here nor there. It's not happening. Also, (laughs) it goes just really quickly. I just put a pin in this. I'm bicontinental. Um, Okay. I live in, I live, this is, I just Meaning she could buy continents. (laughs) I'm bicontinental. I live between Mumbai, New York, and L.A. Again, you know, fascinating. She lives, you know, she is cross, she's pan-continental, mm-hmm. this lady. But it's it's this. I'm bicontinental. I live between Mumbai, New York, and L.A. We have three houses. I can never find my shoes. Okay. Do you realize what that sounds like, ma'am? 
I can't even be bothered to find my shoes because I am so wealthy. If she was so wealthy, she'd buy three pairs of shoes and keep one at each house. Thank you, Holly. I, you know, listen, I do think about this every once in a while about how people who have multiple homes in different places, how frustrating that might be if you were that level of Oprah rich. And you'd be like, I I left my favorite pair of blank at the other house. But if you also have all that, you just get duplicates of all things. Yeah, also. And have them everywhere. Don't you know enough to not say that out loud? Because mm. that sounds pretty OLR, as they say. Oprah, as we say. Yeah. Oprah oh, level rich. that's true. Rich. We're the only ones that say that. Yeah. Speaking of Oprah level rich, we are going to do a little exercise <gasps> with that we? a little bit later in the show. But... Before we get to our Oprah-level rich imagination exercise, what makes for a worst city? What are the qualities that you believe would make up the worst city? Because we're going to take a publication to task for calling uh, St. Paul the worst city after this on My Talk 107. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm James Seawood. One of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God. 